There are two scripture readings this morning. The first comes from Psalms 30. Listen for the word of the psalmist. I will extol you, O Lord, for you have drawn me up. You did not let my foes rejoice over me. And Lord, my God, I cried to you for help, and you have healed me. O Lord, you brought me up, you brought my brought up my soul from Sheol, restored me to life from among those gone down to the pit. Sing praises to the Lord, O you, his faithful ones, and give thanks to his holy name, for his anger is but for a moment, his favor is for a lifetime. Weeping may linger for the night, but joy comes with the morning. The second second scripture reading comes from the Gospel of John, chapter 21, verses 1 through 19. After these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples by the Sea of Tiberias, and he showed himself in this way. Gathered there together were Simon Peter, Thomas called the twin, Nathaniel of Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two other of his disciples. Simon Peter said to them, I am going fishing. And he said to him, Will you go with me? They went out and got into the boat, but that night they caught nothing. Just after daybreak, Jesus stood on the beach, but the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to them, Children, you have no fish, have you? They answered him, No. He said to them, Cast the net to the right side of the boat, and you will find some. So they cast it and now they were able to haul it in because they were not able to haul it in because there were so many fish. That disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, It is the Lord. When Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on some clothes, for he was naked, and jumped into the lake. But the other disciples came in the boat, dragging the net full of fish, for they were not far from the land, only about a hundred yards off. When they had gone ashore, they saw a charcoal fire there with fish on it and bread. Jesus said to them, Bring some of the fish that you have caught. So Simon Peter went abroad and called the net ashore, full of large fish, 153 of them. And though there were so many, the nets were not torn. Jesus said to them, Come and have breakfast. Now none of the disciples dared to ask him, Who are you? Because they knew it was the Lord. Jesus came and took the bread and gave it to them, and he did the same with the fish. This was now the third time that Jesus appeared to the disciples after he was raised from the dead. When they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? He said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Feed my lambs. A second time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? And he said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Tend my sheep. He said to him the third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter felt hurt because he said to him the third time, Do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Feed my sheep. Very truly, I tell you, when you were younger, you used to fasten your own belt and to go wherever you wished. But when you grow old, you will stretch out your hands, and someone else will fasten a belt around you and take you where you do not wish to go. He said this to indicate the kind of death by which he would glorify God. After this, he said to him, follow me. 
God is still speaking. There is an adage that if you give a man a fish, he will eat for a day. But if you teach a man to fish, he will sit in the boat and drink beer all day. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Funny, funny, funny. The disciples that Jesus called were fishermen. They fished for a living. They went to, they went out every night and they, they cast their nets and they brought in those nets. But they were also the kind of fishermen who I'm sure today would have been happy to go down to the pub. This was a rough and tough crowd. And this was the third time that Jesus had appeared to them, and they don't recognize him. And they don't recognize him. Which, what does that, what does that suggest to you? Could suggest many things. They had, in fact, been drinking on the boat all night. <laughs> or... Too far away. Changes looks. So involved with themselves. Choosing not to see. They don't recognize him. And, and the disciples on the road to Emmaus don't recognize Jesus. He walks with them the whole way. And they don't recognize him. I think sometimes um, Jesus is standing right in front of us and we don't recognize That's right. Many of you have entertained angels unawares. What do we do when we don't know what to do? How many of you not known what you're supposed to do? Anybody? Jesus called the disciples. They were all excited. Here's a guy. He's a person of God. And they see miracles. And he heals people. And he feeds 5,000. And things are going great. And he tells Peter, Peter, I gotta, this works. This actually works today. You are the rock upon which I'm going to build my church. And right after he tells Peter that, he says, and by the way, we're going to go to Jerusalem and they're going to kill me. And the first thing Peter does is says, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. We can avoid that. You don't have to do that. And then Jesus, who has just told Peter, you're the rock upon which I'm going to build my church. Get ye behind me, Satan. I shouldn't actually look at Peter when I say that. And then Peter denies Jesus three times. And it all goes horribly bad. Jesus gets arrested. He gets betrayed by Judas. He gets hung on a cross. There's three days of just, ugh. And then he's resurrected. But what happens after the resurrection? This is, yeah, he's alive, but where is he? He's, well, he, he doesn't hang around. Have you picked this up? You know, the point of the resurrection, as far as I'm concerned, is you come back and you're here, right? Like, okay, I'm back, but I'm going, thanks. That's real helpful. 
So glad you came back so that you could say goodbye again. Three times, okay, twice now before, he's shown up. And they don't know what to do. I mean, this has got to resonate with some of you. They have met the guy who they thought was going to redeem Israel, and they thought he was going to be one thing. It turned out he was something else. And now they're still supposed to follow him, but they don't know what to do. And so Peter says, well, there is one thing that I do know how to do, which is what? Fish. Fish. I'm going fishing. Six others say, yeah, me too. We'll go with you. Now, is this a prelude to saying, well, oh, well, we're going to go back and fish? Here's a great thing. How many of you have fished all day and not caught anything? Which is why men take beer, okay? Yeah, I mean, these guys are fishermen, and all day long, excuse me, all night long, and they don't catch a single fish. And then this guy on shore says, hey, He's not even a boat. Hey, you don't have any fish, do you? Thanks for pointing that out. No, we don't have any fish. Well, you just need to cast your nets to the right side of the boat. Why didn't I think of that? That's such helpful information. We've been doing it to the left. We should have done it to the right. I'm thinking, I'm thinking... Right, I've been casting my nets all night long. You know, right, I'm going to listen to this guy on the shore. But they just followed somebody for three years who was talking stuff that didn't make sense to them at the time. Fine. They cast the nets to the right, catch a, literally a boatload of fish. And then the one who Jesus loves, now here's a hint. This is the Gospel of John. So who do you suppose the one that Jesus loved might be? This, was a, this is an easy one. Probably John. That's a pretty good guess. says, it's the Lord. And then Peter puts on his clothes and jumps out, you know, into the water and swims. Jesus has got a fire. He's making some breakfast. And he says, Peter, do you love me more than these fish? Do you love me more than these? And he's pointing to the fish. And Peter says, yeah, I do. Tend my sheep. Peter, do you love me? Lord, you know I love you. Tend my lambs. One more time, Peter, do you love me? Now he's upset. Lord, you know everything. Of course you know that I love you. Tend my sheep. Why did Jesus do this three times? Peter denies Jesus three times. This is actually a gift that Jesus gives to Peter. Peter gets to affirm Jesus 
once for every time he denied him. How many of you have denied somebody you love at least once? Maybe twice? Have you ever done something like that? Have you ever told God, not doing it? Ever ever had that happen? We all want God to work in the world as long as God works through someone else. I see, you know, Julie, she's got some gifts. God, you work through Julie. I, I, will, I will do an introduction if you need it, right? But not through me. Peter denies Jesus three times. Jesus asks for an affirmation three times. They're square. It's a healing act. But I want to point out, Peter doesn't know what to do. He's promised to follow Jesus, and then the ministry goes sideways. He gets killed, he comes back, but he's not really here, and they know that they're going to be on their own. And what do you do when you know you're going to be on your own? The most terrifying thing when kids come out of school, high school, is what are they going to do with their lives? What are you going to do? This is very exciting, this sound is very exciting. They don't know. Let's go fish, let's go to Disneyland, I don't know. God comes to us when we don't know what to do and says, follow me. But follow me in a very specific way. How many of you remember the bumper sticker, honk if you love Jesus? You know what? L.A. loves Jesus more than any other place I've ever been. <laughs> L.A. is filled with people on the roads that love Jesus. Because they're honking all the time. I love the bumper sticker that says, If you love Jesus, seek justice. Any fool can honk. I get tired, this is a confession I shouldn't make. I get tired of listening to people talk so much about how they love God and they love Jesus. And Tom mentioned, you know, the homeless, and we have lots of homeless, and we help the homeless every Monday night. We feed the homeless. And I had a friend in seminary, and he took a homeless man to breakfast, and he said, you know, God loves you. And the man said, yes, the problem is no one else does. The problem is no one else does. Jesus, do you love me? I don't care. Jesus doesn't care if Peter loves him in his heart. And that's as far as it goes. If you love me, feed my sheep. Tend my lambs. That's it. We can go and volunteer camp or not. The great thing about camp right now is that a lot of kids who have never been to camp, they're either uh, physically or emotionally have some, have some things, and, and there's some actually money in the, in the public uh, coffers, believe it or not, to help send some of those folks to camp. But they go to camp, 
and they have this transformative experience. And if you were there, you're a part of it. It makes a difference. When you volunteer your time, I guarantee you what Tom said is absolutely correct. You will get more out of camp than those kids do. And you will come back, I also will guarantee you, you will come back exhausted. Because it's exhausting. But you will come back spiritually high from that experience of tending the sheep that Jesus asks us to tend. If you love Jesus, seek justice, tend the sheep, any fool can honk. Amen.